over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And welcome to hour number three of Rosie on the House. This is our On the House Hour, where we dive deep into, into one specific aspect on the home. And we're on finances today, and every time we go into a finance, we always get one or two people like, oh, what? Is this a, your Dave Ramsey now? How can you have a home improvement show and not talk about home finances occasionally the, and managing the finances of your home and your mortgage? And this isn't any kind of uh, personal finance recommendations we're going to be giving, but it's just what you need to know about a mortgage. And uh, so it's, it's, it's an educational, how you can use it, manage it, manage your home, manage equity. And we've got uh, Galaxy Lending in studio with today, Mr. Harold Perkins. Thank you for thank you for taking time this Saturday morning to come in and join us. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Home finance. When, when, how old were you when you got your first mortgage? Oh, uh, I was 22 or 23. I was way too young. <laughs> and how, how long did that take? Uh, it was, uh, it, it was, it took a while. It was, it's actually what got me into the business. I had a horrible experience with it. That was, uh, that was in the nineties though. And so the, uh, one of the things I do remember, technology has gotten much better, but I remember my closing was delayed because the closing documents were coming from Kansas City and they were stuck in a snowstorm. And so, of course, being in my early 20s and not planning for anything, I had to be out of my apartment that day and I couldn't I couldn't get out of the apartment because my papers were stuck in a snowstorm. It was uh, it was uh, it was very troubling at the time. Uh, so I've learned to advise people to you know throw a couple of days contingency in for your closing just to make sure you have the time to move. But uh, I do remember it being a very difficult process. And those documents aren't trucked anymore. That's something you could attach to a PDF and zip through the internet machine. Uh, a little more secure than PDF, but it's uh, everything's electronic now. And so anywhere in the country, we can have loan documents ready for someone to sign uh, within minutes of when we're ready. So it is much easier, much more efficient now than it used to be. For somebody who's looking to become a first-time home buyer. What do I need to be looking at? Credit score, amount of income, percent loans, you know, what what's some good parameters that I can use to gauge and know when am I ready to make that home purchase decision? Uh, well, all of those all of those things are, are very important. Uh, what we recommend as the very first thing though is uh, first you have to make your budget. You have to know uh, from a from a monthly payment standpoint, what you can afford before you ever go look at houses, before you ever start to, uh, uh, before you ever start to get your hopes up on a particular property, uh, the very first step, the very first thing is we have to know how much we can afford per month. From there, then we can work with you on, uh, on based on how much money you have for down payment, um, and we can kind of make all of those things align so that we we still hit that target for monthly payment. Um, based on how much money we have for down payment. Um, and then from there, that's when we first start looking at the qualifying end of it. That's when we, once we know that uh, that we can afford a particular, or once we know what the number is that we can afford, uh, then we go figure out where we are for the qualifying, and then we go figure out if there's a house that matches and meets all of those parameters. You know, Harold, back in the old days, 
uh, when Jennifer and I bought our first home, which was about 1979. We found a home we liked. We had to have 20% cash down. We had to sign a document promising that that money wasn't borrowed or gifted to us from any family member. Uh, and we just used the rule of a third. Is, is servicing the debt going to take up more than a third of our net take-home pay? So we saved up the 20% down. We verified it wasn't going to be eat up more than a third. Are those close to the same requirements they're asking and expecting today? Uh, from the down payment side of things, no. Uh, there are many more options on the down payment side of things than there were when when you and Jennifer purchased your first home. Um, there are certainly um, zero down options, especially if you're a veteran. Um, and then even if you're not a veteran, um, there are down payment assistance options and grant programs that make your, your down payment can be practically nothing. Um, and then on, on even just a regular FHA loan, uh, just three and a half percent of the purchase price for down payment. And so one of the differences now and one of the things that I do see as a real positive that sort of has always looked at it in a negative light is uh, PMI or private mortgage insurance has made lower down payments an option because it is difficult to save 20% down uh, or you do have to uh, get help from family uh, to for that additional down payment to get you there. Uh, so uh, we see often now uh, first-time homebuyers might have PMI in their loan to start, um, but as strong as our real estate market has been over the past few years especially, what we're seeing a lot of now is that we're refinancing a lot of those first-time homebuyers out of their PMI because they have the equity uh, to equity to do it. Um, the other thing that you looked at, though, with uh, using about a third of your take-home pay and limiting yourself to that for your house payment, that's still pretty accurate. Um, it? It's uh, it's still a, gen a good general rule of thumb. Uh, we look at it. Uh, we look at it from the gross pay perspective, um, and then but uh, but you know, and if you keep it in that thirty percent range, um, that should be affordable as far as a house payment. So that's a really good rule of thumb to work off of. It seemed like a good rule of thumb. It keeps you from becoming a slave to your house payment. Exactly. Uh, at, uh, if, you, if you're careful about uh, where you limit yourself for monthly payment, uh, that should leave you room to also eat. Uh, which which is important. And maybe see a movie once in a while, you know, pay the other bills, maintenance and repairs on the house and everything too. Well, you're talking about the state of the real estate market in the Valley and Arizona as a whole. We've seen the equity come back. And boy, when it comes to remodeling, uh, people ask me all the time, do interest rates impact home remodeling? And it does to a little degree. But if there's equity, there's remodeling. You know, when we're when we're taking equity out of the property, especially for uh, for for that uh, brand new kitchen or brand new bathroom or room addition, if interest rates are even up a little bit, the kitchen is worth more than you know maybe a quarter percent higher interest rate or whatever it is compared to what you have at the time. And so we do we see the same thing also when the equity is there projects or things that uh, that you want to get done I mean that's a, it's it's a resource that is used quite frequently um, to, to pay for those repairs or remodeling and they're gonna come those repairs are gonna come and that need to remodel is gonna come I don't know a house yet that doesn't need some kind or hasn't needed some kind of uh, work done over over the course of its 
existence. The lesson in all of that is you got to start off right to begin with, so you end up in a good position later. Getting a bad home loan or working, you said earlier off air, so many of our gyms often come off air. <laughs> I know you'd never yeah. say this on air, but I'll yeah. share it. He's like, uh, you know, not everyone in my industry should be in my industry, I think is what you said. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did say that. I was, um, there are definitely, just like in any industry and in any job, there are, there are people that are better at their jobs than others. <laughs> I'm going to say that the nice way, Romy. Harold, in, in mining the equity in your home, what, what are my options? Of course, I could remodel for cash and then put a whole new mortgage on the home and pay myself back. What are some of the other ways you're seeing people mind their equity you know not all of us have the cash where we can where we can pay the remodel cash and and then and pay ourselves back later and so you know one of the uh the first thing that we look at and the most straightforward and least expensive way is uh to if you've got the equity in the property to refinance your first mortgage increase the balance of the first mortgage to take the difference between what you owe currently and the new loan as as cash back um, we we always look at that one first, and there sometimes there's advantages to doing that. One of the disadvantages might be if that you're currently in an interest rate that is very very low, um, and the market rates have gone up compared to what you have before. Um, if you're refinancing to a higher interest rate uh, in order to get the cash out, uh, there comes a point where the rate can just be too high compared to what you have uh, in order to justify the amount of cash. Dependent on a lot of things, of course, it was the amount of cash that you take out is, uh, is certainly a huge factor. I actually uh, talked to, talk to uh, someone yesterday where she wanted a relatively small amount of money. It was only five to $10,000 that she wanted uh, to cash out in the equity uh, to put new flooring in. And, uh, but she's at a rate that was at least a half a percent lower than what her interest rate would be today. And so to increase her interest rate by a half a percent on 300000 to only get $5,000 out is not something that I would recommend to her. Um, so, so that's... That's the first thing that we have to look at in determining whether or not we want to cash out equity in the property is what is the negative impact it'll have on the loan that you have currently. Well, and rates today are still very good. She must have had a, a dynamite rate. She had a fantastic. Yeah. She had a she, fantastically she must have low rate. About 2011. <laughs> she did. She had a very. She had a very low interest rate. Um, at the same time, one of the other factors in cashing out equity in your property, though, is the loan itself on a cash out refinance has a higher interest rate than your regular mortgage. So if your 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 mortgage that you would take to purchase a home is going to have a lower rate than that same loan to cash out equity in the property. So that was one of the factors that uh, that contributed to the higher rate. For the individual homeowner, you know, a percent, a half a percent, a quarter percent, don't really resonate a whole lot. But I tell you what, the longer uh, I'm in business and the more I study numbers, 
those little percentages are <laughs> add up to a ton. <laughs> it, it does, and so in and in dollars, um, you know, when we look at that, it, it's something that in dollars, and to get that extra five or ten thousand dollars, she was causing her monthly payment on what she already had to be fifty or a hundred dollars a month higher. And so for that, there was we didn't recommend it. More with Harold of Galaxy Lending right after this. The best things in life are free. In the studio with Harold Perkins of Galaxy Lending Group, talking about home finances, using that home equity line of credit to get improvements done. And it was always the same thing. You get appraisal on the home if you're looking to do a remodel. And here's your home's value. Here's what we're willing to to take out in equity. But there's a new one now that that appraisal will say will be based off what the anticipated value of the completed renovations will be. What we can do is we can we can give the loan based on what the value of the house will be after the renovation is done. Uh, so essentially, what we what we have you do is uh, we'll get your plans and specs and and everything from your contractor. We forward that on to the appraiser, and as the appraiser does his valuation of the property, he will appraise it as he'll he'll show it to us as if all of that work is done. So. That remodel, that room addition, that upgrade on on anything that you're doing in the house, the appraiser will account for that in the value that he gives the property. So then when we give our loan, our loan is going to also include the cost to build, uh, to do those improvements, to to build the addition, to do the remodel, whatever you want to do. And Rosie, I'd imagine that would cost a couple thousand dollars for the homeowner to get a completely finished set of renovation plans from a general contractor. I mean, you've got to have paint selected, finish flooring selected. I mean, I don't know many general contractors that would give in a complete done project and sit around and wait for a loan to get started. I'd Probably a little bit of cost in getting that appraisal. Maybe a little bit. So the, the thing to do is if you've got a remodel and you're not sure where you're going to source the money to fund it, is get a hold of Harold at Galaxy, let him talk you through this, and then get a hold of a good licensed bonded contractor that can take a realistic look at what the project's going to cost so that you know you're all in the same ballpark and there aren't any big blowout surprises when it's time to sit down and sign documents. I totally agree. And so, and even though there is some of that cost to get those uh, to get those plans and specs and the materials list and everything that you need from the contractor. It's crucially important because once we've closed our loan, um, we need to know that we're going to be on budget and we need to know that uh, uh, that we're not going to have overages And because there's only, there's only so much contingency that we can build into these loans. And so while there's a little bit of an upfront investment in there to get that information that you need in the long run, very crucial because there's, there's no going back once your loan's already closed. The money is set as far as what's being used for the uh, for the project. And how is that dispersed, Harold? Does the homeowner get the chunk and then it's their responsibility to parse it out to the sub or the general contractor? Or do y'all stay involved through the com- contract completion? We, we stay involved. And so it is both the, it is both the contractor and the homeowner uh, that have to sign the checks. So it is, uh, it is a dual party check. 
And uh, from our end of things as the lender, we're doing inspections along the way before before the draws are complete. So as we close the loan, uh, will there will be a disbursement schedule um, based on the based on the plans for the construction or for the remodel. And as we hit the different milestones in the project, uh, we'll send an inspector to make sure that work has been done. Then issue the check to both the homeowner and the contractor. Pretty neat. How long has that been an option for homeowners? Several years. It's uh, one I would say is an underutilized loan product. And uh, what we've seen happen, though, especially more recently, as the market has continued to stay strong and as there uh, is more information and education out there about about financing the remodeling, there's been more of a demand for the product. And so uh, we've got more investors, more banks that are interested in, in providing it. And so and the process has gotten a little bit easier uh, than it had been several years ago. So it's something that's a very, very good tool um, and, uh, and, and something that in the situations where you don't already have the equity in the property, you can still build your own dream home or upgrade to your dream home uh, without having all of that equity in the property like you used to, like when Rosie bought his first house. If you didn't have the equity, it was just not going to happen. Now, what about construction loans? If somebody has a lot, there's getting a a basic home construction loan for a new build. Is that something that y'all have options for? Absolutely. Those are uh, most common of the construction or renovation loans that we see. Generally speaking, those are going to be on your larger projects. So now we're not... we're not talking about uh, just a remodel or even something in between like a room addition, something like that. This is, uh, like you're mentioning, starting from scratch, building your own home. That is a lengthier process. Usually it's uh, what we plan for in the construction loans is a year for build time. Not so much in Arizona, but in other parts of the country where weather is a factor, we can even extend uh, extend beyond a year if we need to. Uh, a little bit more restrictive as far as the equity and down payment, usually on building a new home, starting with vacant lot, uh, it's going to require 20% for a down payment. Um, but after that, the same thing. We get your plans and specs. We we get an appraisal based on what the house value would be after it's completed um, and determine our financing from there. Get my equity in the lot, apply the 20%. If I bring you a free and clear lot, will that go against the 20%? Yes, it will. That is down payment. So uh, so it is. if you've purchased the lot and paid cash for it, that is part of your 20% down. And your number? 602-595-1233 or galaxylendinggroup.com. Harold, thanks again for your time this Saturday morning. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Welcome back to our On the House Hour, where we spend the hour talking about something specifically on the house. And all month long, we've been talking about ways to manage your home digitally with this new app we've been promoting for almost two years now. It's the Rosie on the House Homesada app. You just go to rosieonthehouse.com app uh, to learn more about it or click the login off of our homepage. And it brings you to this very powerful digital tool if you've heard the broadcast, you know we spent uh, the previous weeks talking about the inventory side of it, the maintenance side of it, the project side. But we've got the developer back on the line, Mr. John Berdrozik, to talk about 
But I think the number one part of it, and that's the finance side of it, because none of the maintenance, none of the projects, none of the home ownership doesn't happen if we don't have our finances managed. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on again, Romy. And uh, yeah, we kind of look at that as everybody tells you that your house is your biggest asset and it's your largest expense. Uh, But when you ask a homeowner, where do you see and manage all the asset value and expenses? Usually the answer is it's scattered everywhere and it's incomplete and homeowners don't really have a good sense over managing those things. So uh, they have the homes auto home finance piece really makes it easy for consumers to do that. So walk us through how we, we use the finance side of things. And first off, when you click into the finance function, you've got multiple options there. We'll start with the first one. We've got property values. It actually even starts at sign up, right? So when you sign up uh, for the premium uh, paid version, all you have to do is enter in your address and Homes Auto will instantly go out and find what is the current estimated value of your house based on the current real estate conditions of not only your house, but of the neighborhood around you. At the same time, we're going to get the information around what your original loan was, do a mortgage calculation to essentially calculate what your mortgage and what your mortgage payments are. And then obviously the the last piece of that, which is really what uh, I think homeowners need to be really watch, is how much equity do I own in my house, right? So we all know that the value of my house minus the remaining balance on my mortgage is how much equity I have. And all of those things are essentially instantly calculated for you as soon as you enter in your address. And you all use a third-party program to do that. A third-party company that has access to basically 120 million homes all across the U.S., uh, and they're basically aggregating real-time data around what are the houses being sold in your neighborhood, how much are they selling for, other economic data. Essentially, they're coming up with a pretty good estimated value of what your home is based on current market conditions. And we all know that that's pretty important in today's world that we live in because we know that the real estate market of our home and the neighborhood around our home can change quite dramatically given what's going on in sort of the real estate market conditions. So having that um, access to that data, and not only does Homes Auto do it at sign up, but we actually update that for you four times a year. And it also follows the trends and gives you a 36-month forecast, which I think is pretty powerful. A huge bonus that a lot of our customers really appreciate is that the tool actually tries to, it does give you actually a 36-month forecast. Uh, and that's obviously trying to crank, you know, a lot of numbers around how many host homes are being sold and what's the sort of macroeconomic conditions of your neighborhood. But it does give you, as a homeowner, a little bit more insight, especially around is my neighborhood appreciating or depreciating in value? What could my asset be worth in the future? Uh, it's a pretty pretty great thing. And especially if you were looking to do a refinance for equity or sell the home, if you had a projection that estimated you, you know, a couple months out, you're going to see a 2 or 3% increase. Well, it might be wait, worth waiting that little extra period. Or if it's, you see a, a forecasted downside, well, then we need to get on this process now while our home value is still higher. Very powerful tool. Uh, the household expenses. That one, I think, I don't know that anyone ever gets done with that and goes, wow, that's a lot less than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's essentially what is the total annual cost to own my home, right? And statistics say that most people spend around 30 to 35 percent of their total annual income on their home, but there's so many different categories that they really don't have a sense for it, right? Most people think of the mortgage because it's usually the biggest cost but they forget about what is my home insurance policy costing me? How much is my property tax? What are my utilities costing me? Do I have other services like pool services and lawn services and pest control that I'm paying on a regular basis to help manage my home? Really what Homes Auto is essentially doing is we create all these common expenses for you and then allow you easily just to kind of enter in, hey, what is your annual budget for these things? And now it starts to give you a real kind of total total cost of ownership over what it's costing you both on a monthly and an annual basis to own your home. You know what's funny? It, it does have home ownership in there, but we talked about it. I believe it was with Beth, your other co-founder and developer, but I, I had never thought about as it relates to our animals. And I put in every six-week horseshoeing. The things that it can do beyond home ownership, I mean, that is part of our lifestyle and it's, it fits in here perfectly. Yeah, I mean, the tool is very flexible. Uh, we, you know, one of the things that's really great about Homes Auto is when you create uh, an account, all of these uh, common home expenses are created for you. So you don't have to do a lot of setup. It's essentially doing it for you. But we also give you the ability to create your own home expenses to track. And then you get into that sort of gray area over you know, what's really related to your home versus what's sort of related to your home as it relates to lifestyle. And because the tool is flexible, you can essentially create as many expenses as you want. And you can set, if is it monthly, is it bi-monthly, is it quarterly? And it gives you a projected forecast for the entire month. Here's how much you need to be expected just in your base expense for January, February, et cetera. That's an important point because a lot of our household expenses, let's face it, some of them are monthly, right? We pay our monthly bill for, you know, our electric. But some of our, you know, where I live, our water bill is every two months, right? And my property taxes are not uh, part of my mortgage, so I pay my property tax in two lump sum payments. How much cash you spend on your house uh, goes up and down, especially if you have expenses that are not monthly, but have some sort of lumpiness as it relates to maybe three or four times a year. And then the report side of it. I, I love being able to see the reports. And you've got a number of great ones. You've got the financial report, the mortgage schedule, a cash flow report. I mean, all these things just help make our home management that much more efficient. The home financial report, that's the one that excites me the most because it essentially brings together everything that Homes Auto does and shows you your financial picture of, of your home, right? So we've talked about your household expenses, but in our previous talks, uh, we talked about you have maintenance and repair costs, right? You've got those fix-it projects. Uh, then you might have those larger remodel projects, right? So that's a different set of expenses, Right. Then if you've done a home inventory, it's like, what's the value of your home inventory? And my co-founder often says the value of the things inside your house is usually more than what's in your checking account, <laughs> right? And then you've got the estimated value of your home, but then you've got the debt on your mortgage. And nowhere have I ever seen uh, one app bringing, uh, bringing it all together in one screen, every single expense and asset value of your home in one single screen. And that's, I think, what's the beauty of Homes Auto is it brings it all together. 
It really does, and it's a great tool. You can get started by going to rosieonthehouse.com app. The inventory side is free. To unlock the premium user that allows you to operate the maintenance and the finance and the projects, uh, you know, you sign up for an annual membership and it's only uh, $5 a month averaged out, a $60 uh, ticket item, you enter promo code ROSIE, that's going to save you 25%. So you get started for just 42 bucks. And not only is this great for your own home, but if you've got an, uh, a parent that you're helping age in place that you're trying to, or you've got multiple properties, you can put up to three properties. So you can put your home, your winter cabin, and your parents' home and have it all in one place. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, the, we've got lots of customers who have multiple rental properties uh, or maybe they're in the fix and flip kind of uh, business as a, either a primary business or a side business. Uh, like you said, vacation homes, uh, even caring for your elderly parents' home. It's pretty flexible to kind of just switch between different properties within one account. And then finally, the for sale feature, you have an extremely uh, competitive advantage if you've got your home well documented that you can just give the username and password to the new homeowner. And, you know, it's going to make it an easier sell if you've got a, uh, two similar homes on the same street. You've got an advantage over your neighbor who might be selling their home. And uh, you've got a new feature, I understand, in the sell and the for sale side of it. We do. It's called a market analysis report, and it's awesome because uh, when people are thinking about, hey, should I sell my house? Obviously, there's the question over how much should I list my house for? And so by the user uh, basically getting this market analysis report, it basically aggregates all of the comparable houses around your home and shows you the history over what homes have sold near your home that are similar to your home and what price did they list at, what did they sell out? What the price? What price per square foot did they get? It also even aggregates the current homes that are for sale um, that haven't sold, and what the list price is, and when did they go on the market, and how long have they been on the market? So it gives you, the potential seller, all kinds of data about what is all of the market comparables around your house um, that you can use as part of your strategy over how much you're going to list and sell your house for. That is so cool. And this is, uh, I'm looking at it right now on my app. It looks like for this, and I can understand why, there's a, a tr an additional charge for the report. Yes, it's a $15 charge to get the report. But again, the value is it's giving you all of the real-time data as the day of the, of the day that you actually initiate the report. And we've seen lots of behavior where our, for our customers, you can enter in any email, sorry, any property address. Um, so this could be helpful if you're potentially considering buying another house and you're thinking about what your offer is going to be. You could enter in the address of a house that you're considering to buy because you're getting the market comparables around a house that you're considering putting an offer on. Well, I mentioned it last week, and what's exciting about this is we've talked about uh, all the things this thing can do as technology advances, as Internet things come together. You know, what this is going to do in another five years is, is going to be really neat to see. 
Absolutely. You know, it goes back to the, you know, for us, HomeZot, our mission is to empower homeowners to make better, smarter decisions around how to manage, maintain, protect, and improve their home. Uh, and so we're constantly reinvesting in, in making the product better and better and being that sort of one place to, to manage your largest financial asset. You can get started by going to rosieonthehouse.com, click log in, and get started setting up your home in the new digital era. All right, our final segment of our On the House topic on home finances. We've got Harold in the studio still with us after an interview with Home Zada. And that kind of brings us to the AI part of home finance. You know, we just talked about this app, and that's managing finance. But there's uh, the Wall Street Journal this week. Uh, had something, an article about home buying could be as simple as trading stocks in the future. Well, sure. Um, there's technology. Technology is definitely a big part of our industry, and it's a growing part of our industry um, in the near future, anyway. And I'm not going to say this is going to be forever, but uh, in the near future. I think that there is such a huge value that the individual personal touch brings to the homeowner. Uh, in getting a mortgage, it is it is often more complicated than just what's my rate and what's my down payment and what's my monthly payment. And, uh, and the AI technology that's constantly improving and, and constantly getting smarter, um, I just don't see it as being close enough to the point that we can eliminate people completely from, from the industry. Uh, there, uh, there's just not the creativity. There's just not all of the problem solving that I've seen from the different, from the different technologically independent resources that are out there down to the littlest, littlest things in that, um, you know, there are buying a home is a very emotional process. It is most mostly math from my perspective. It's math, but it's a um, but it's a but it's a it's a feeling process and it's an emotional process. And there are sometimes that there are decisions that are made um, that uh, overpower math. As a mortgage company and what we do, our job is to guide you into your home purchase so that you're happy with it at the end of it, not that the math told you you made the best decision for a couple of dollars here or there. Yeah, I'd see that maybe more applying to an investor type, but somebody who's making a decision on where they're going to live, where they're going to raise their family, what neighborhood and community they're going to be in. It's not going to be an easy stock trading option. <laughs> no, 100%. And don't get me there is a, there are a certain segment of people that absolutely they don't they really don't need us. It, it's it's one of those it's one of those things that uh, you know they can figure out for them they know they're going to qualify they know it's an investment property there's no emotional attachment to anything that's going on with it um, there is definitely a segment of that uh, I'm, I'm not going to deny that for a second but uh, the majority of the people that I talk to 99.9 percent .9 of the people that I talk to are looking for guidance and are looking for advice and are looking for direction on how they should structure their financing for their home purchase uh, or their refinance, whatever it may be. And then they also had an article about new startup companies. Uh, Divi was one of them, uh, Zero Down. 
basically, you know, these large pools of money, investors, that they buy the house for you if you can't afford it. Say you've got the example they used is somebody with a huge student debt and bad rating but has a good stream of income. You know, they could go to a service like this. They would buy it for them and work out a program where, you know, the equity they would eventually work to buy out this investment company. And, you know, you, you see those things and, you know, there may be a time and place, but the, the way it's presented, you know, th- they exist to make money too. <laughs> and in, in something like that, we do, you have to look at what the long-term ramifications are going to be on that and the equity position that you are giving up to that company. Short-term, absolutely, it gets you into the house. And if, and if all you care about is the short-term um, and then you end up selling and that equity goes back to one of those companies like that, then what I have to question is how is that different than renting? Um, so the because uh, in the end you did not come out of it with the equity. So making sure that you look at all of the ramifications and understand what you're getting into. And you guys work statewide. It's not something that's regional to any part of Arizona. We cover the we cover the entire state. We're based out of Scottsdale, but uh, and this is where the technology going back to earlier where is super helpful because because we we don't have to physically be in uh, in Flagstaff or Tucson, but uh, but statewide. And y'all are also licensed in a couple other states as well, aren't you? Uh, Oregon, Washington, Texas, and uh, we just added Colorado last week. And I mentioned that because a lot of our listeners do have second homes or family in those in those other markets. Absolutely, and so and we see that a lot. We see a lot of uh, a lot of the people that we talk to in Oregon. Their plan is to purchase in Arizona for as a second home, which I think is hilarious because the Arizona people are purchasing their second homes in <laughs> in the other states also. So it works out great. Harold, we're gonna have to get you back because I wanna I wanna do one whole show just on reverse mortgages. I'll do it. Okay, good. We'll look forward to that. Having you back in. Reverse mortgages. That's a, yeah. You 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 wait till the very end of the program to drop a Pandora's box in the conversation. And it is a Pandora's <laughs> box. Uh, and then there's also some other options. Uh, VA. You know that you've got a lot of considerations if you're a veteran. VA is my favorite loan. Uh, VA is my favorite. Um, it allows it allows our veterans without the twenty percent equity uh, purchase their home, refinance their home. Uh, without PMI, without the mortgage insurance, uh, the uh, VAs uh, by far are my favorite. They're the lowest interest rate of, of the loans that are out there. There are some circumstances, depending on VA funding fee, that it can be it can be more expensive. So we have to evaluate that and make sure. But overall, VAs are the best. And start that evaluation. Somebody would call. Uh, give us a call six zero two. Five nine five one two three three or galaxylendinggroup.com. Again, that's Harold Perkins, Galaxy Lending Group. Rosie on the house, lending partner. If you've got home finance questions you need some help and guidance with, Harold is uh, our man to call.